listening to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Welcome, everyone. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. We're so thrilled to have you join us today because we've got, again, another hour of Breakthrough Talk Radio. It's Talk Radio to Thrive By. And we're going to start the conversation off with an incredible individual that understands the importance of the vision. But more importantly, what does it mean to ground the vision? John Young is joining me here today and followed by Dr. Ron Taffel, who will be talking about saving our kids. And so many of the conversations we get to have on the show are in, in the spirit of thriving and what does it mean and how can we remind each other. Uh, one of the things that I know is that, you know, our friends at the Conscious Life Expo are putting together a platform that has been on that is really unprecedented speakers from across the globe are coming together february 13th through 16th at the uh, lax hilton in los angeles uh if you want to find out more about that go to consciouslifeexpo.com consciouslifeexpo.com lots of information there joining me here today um is as i said before one of the folks that will be that will be speaking and actually will be doing a workshop you know, John Young is joining us as we reflect on the times, as we reflect on the importance of vision, and as we reflect on the importance of connecting and looking at the world from a different perspective. And for many of you that know John, you know about his work. You also know about his book, Coyote's Guide to Connecting with Nature. Uh, boy, I love that. I love that. I want to talk to him about Coyote and the conversations that I've had. Uh, but here he is today, you know, with a phenomenal mentoring approach to developing nature connection, holistic human awareness, and peacemaking skills. And so we'll talk to him about what his vision, what his passion is. He grew up in the neck of the woods that I kind of grew up. I was a bit north of him. He grew up in Monmouth County, New Jersey, was neighbor to Bruce and much more. But his life has taken him to the platform of keynote speaker. And today we want to talk about grounding the vision. John, thank you so much for joining us here today. These are kind of interesting times, don't you think? They don't get much more interesting. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we kind of thought we were done with. I was sharing the story about, you know, what it was like to be waiting in your car in the fuel lines. And definitely you're from Jersey, so you get that. Yeah, I sure do. Yep. And, 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 and then, and then we're dating ourselves. Yeah, well, well, we are, but you, you had just gotten <laughs> your license back then. Yep. And so, but part of it is we got through that. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. We actually got through that, yeah, and that did. was scary. You know, it was. Um, if I might also say, I, I feel like, you know, nine nine one one. obviously the tragedy that it was, mm -hmm. um, there was a lot of cars. I, I was visiting my mother at the time in New Jersey, so there was a lot of cars in commuter lots that no one came back for that night, which was really poignant, you know, and it just, it really hit home um, in that way. I, I found New Jersey to get more pleasant after that, not less. I mean, I, I say airport security got more intense, uh, but people, I think, became much more reflective. 
And challenges and, and quote-unquote disasters aren't always, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're bad in the moment, but sometimes they're exactly what people need to come together. So I feel like New Jersey has, has risen spiritually as a result of uh, a great tragedy, and, and I think that that's the opportunity that we have, uh, not just the challenge, but the opportunity to, to see on the other side of it already what great things are going to come out. And uh, my friend Victor Wooten likes to say, you know, you know that he's a bass player, Grammy award-winning bass player, and he likes to say, you know, I know that when I first start trying to play that lick on the bass, it's, uh, it's going to feel like I've never played it before and that I can't play it, but I know six weeks from now I'll be playing it great. So I picture myself playing it great already, and I get there a lot faster. And I feel like that's the times that we're in right now. We know that challenges face us. None of us know what they are. Um, you know, you can kind of predict, but you really can't. It's impossible to know the synergies and unintended consequences and all the things that are going to happen as, as wave after wave bumps into each other here. So all we can do is just imagine. I think that there's no better time to talk about people's visions and gifts than right now. And I, I've always said it um, as long as I've realized it, which hasn't been forever, but, you know, the last 10 or 15 years of my work, I've come to realize that there's a very old traditional belief system in, in most cultures of the world that everyone was born with a gift, and the gift doesn't belong to that individual, but it belongs to everyone else. And I, I feel if there was ever a time for people to find that gift, it's now. And I've always said that if everyone found their gift and lived into it, I think the world's problems would cease to multiply and we'd start to move in, in a positive direction and, and, and feel like we were on top of things, you know. So that's, that's my, my feeling, and, I, you know, it's exciting to be on a, a, a talk show that's dedicated to that spirit. So I'm, you know, feel honored and thankful to be here with you today. Well, you know, it's really interesting, John, that we, we look at our lives and we talk about the directions that we've gone in. And, you know, if you would have asked me, uh, at the time of 9/11, if I would, uh, you know, be uh, be be on a talk show, if I, I, I mean, it, it's it's an interesting way we get to craft and carve our lives. And I love what you've just shared because I'm really reminded of the world of possibilities. Mm. That's what this show is about. That's what we're here to do. That's what your message is about. And part of it is 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 sharing the stories. Now you're a storyteller as well. And so part of what we're talking about when grounding the vision, we're talking about how our relationship with who we are, spirit, and nature, the ecosystem, um, how can that create a healthy community around us? Mm. And boy, we've heard so much recently about body, mind, spirit, but now we're hearing the reference to body not just being about us, but to the earth, the original mother of all things, so mm -hmm. to speak. Yeah. What do you think is 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 what do you think are the next steps for us, and what do we have to do to move beyond the obstacles? You know, I, I think it was a, it was a big innovation for the Western world to embrace the concept of bringing heart back into things. You know, and mm. and then body. You know, so body, mind, and heart have come together. And uh, I, I was working with uh, an elder. He passed away two years ago, but he was uh, a wonderful, uh, wonderful man who whose, whose family had avoided um, the well, rather intense uh, practices of the federal government to, to wipe out people's connection to their ancestry. He, he happened to be in a family that survived language and culture intact, and they, they had to hide away, basically, and were given special leave by the government not to go to school, that, that group of children. So they were homeschooled, <laughs> which is funny, because probably, you know, the generation before, they were wild and free people living on the land, you know, homeschooling for the last 10,000 generations, basically. But 
he was able to survive that time, and, and he had understanding and knowledge that um, was just like a national treasure, really. He was really, really special. And some of the stuff that he kept alive from his ancestors, one of the teachings that he shared with me was that, you know, we, we human beings, we really were missing a lot today in this modern life, you know, and he was very sad for people, and he felt that his ancestors had something to offer, and, and that that was that, you know, we could bring our mind, our heart, our spirit, our soul, and our body in alignment. And he talked about that a lot, and that when a person figures out how to do that, and this was from his grandfather, you know, so this was an old teaching. When a person figures out how to do that, they will be living their sacred purpose upon this earth. And then at that point, you know, they'd be walking in a, in a sacred manner, which to him meant that they would be bringing balance to the people. They would bring balance to their own lives, to their family, and to the creation. So I, I really wondered about it. And I started to pick his brain over the years. I got to work with him for about 12 years, and he helped me to understand that you know, the heart was sort of that place of the emotions in the body, because his his uh, use of the English language was very different than mine. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, English was a second language, and he he translated things on his own, so he often didn't get the same cultural context, and you had to spend time to really get what he meant. Um, and the best I could do, and a bunch of us working with him over the years uh, at Wilderness Awareness School, which is just over the, over the bridge over there from you guys over in Duval, um, a school that I founded, but... He was uh, talking to us about this, and it seemed that the mind was obvious. We all knew what the mind was, and we all kind of felt, well, the mind is, is somewhat of a challenge. It's a useful tool, but when it gets out of control, you want to be able to put it back in the toolbox because <laughs> sometimes it whips it up a little too much. So the mind, we could see that it was, you know, it was useful, but not to be trusted alone. And the heart, similar, because, you know, your heart could pull you uh, in directions based on your wounds, so you might not act proactively or creatively. You might actually act defensively when creativity is needed. So that was another lesson that we were looking at. And, you know, the mind, the heart, the body, you know, the body, from us people who were trained as trackers to move in the woods, uh, we understood the body to be the things that guided us away from danger and, and towards what we needed. Um, and, and so sometimes it didn't have any feeling to it. Sometimes it was just simply a pull to go to the right, you know, or a pull to go to the left, and then you would find what you were looking for. Sometimes the I don't know what that is, the synergy of all your senses working beyond your ability to comprehend what's happening. You might call it a sixth sense, whatever you would call it, but it was right. per perfectly natural to us. Um, the other two were the confusing parts. Uh, what does the spirit say and what is the spirit and then what is the soul? And the soul I came to understand as the purpose that preceded you. So before you were born, there was a purpose for you here. And when you pass, the purpose continues. So it, it sort of belongs to the ancestors and the unborn generations. And your soul's purpose is your gift, and your vision is related to that. And that uh, that was your responsibility to pick it up in this lifetime and carry it as best you could. And then when you're done, to make sure it gets handed forward. Um, and then the, the spirit part was the part that remained most elusive. And then it pointed to a sixth presence of our consciousness, which is the one that looked at the other five. Uh, as a union, you know, so if you're trying to bring those five together, who's actually looking? And uh, in thinking about that, uh, it became a, a kind of a, a, a we, we work with this model now in life coaching, and, and we're finding that it's really helping people a lot to distinguish those various parts of ourselves and to see them as, as uh, almost like a council within us that has to come to deliberate consensus, you know, and that when you figure that out, tremendous focus develops out of it in your life life purpose emerges and i think that 
that's an exciting model uh, from old ways of people connected to the earth that just got handed down from generation to generation unbroken for thousands of years. And the teachings and the skills of it are still as applicable in the modern setting as they were mm -hmm. when there was nothing modern except, you know, uh, well, basically the day, the moment, the present. There was nothing uh, except the wild places that were influenced mostly by the human hands and nature without, you know, much else in the way of technology. So I think that these old old ways of, of being still apply and still are effective. And, Absolutely. Uh, yep, so there. Absolutely. And not only are they still effective, honestly, John, they are more needed now than ever. When we come back, we're going to be talking how each and every one of us can discover and illuminate our gifts and bring them out into the world with my very special guest today, John Young. We'll be right back. Would you like to smile more and feel more joy in your life? Lie High Joy's funny, delightful, inspiring items have proven to put big smiles on people's faces and make them feel good. That's why their joyful creations will be given to all the top nominees at the 2009 Academy Awards. So, to get big smiles and feel good now, visit flyhighjoy.com or call 888-569-1332. Hey, Benny, Dr. Pat's looking pretty good lately, don't you think? Yeah, you know what? I noticed that, too. Maybe she's got some new makeup. Nope, it's the ageless secret she's been using. It's an all-natural, organic, energetic cosmetic that's stronger than gravity. They say people that start using it look younger while they're getting older. It's made with purified water and special ingredients, including trace minerals, aloe, and MSM. Ageless secret. Do you think I should start using it? Sure, why not? And get me some, too. Hey, guys. Guys, I heard you talking about the Ageless Secret. You've got to try it. Just a few sprays of the light mist and my face feels tighter and smoother. The longer I've been using it, the better my results have become. You're going to absolutely love it. So go to agelesssecret.com or call 888-424-4247. That's agelesssecret.com or give them a shout at 888-424-4247 and get some now. How would you like to recession-proof yourself in 2009? Rich Gurman, one of America's most popular business and life coaches, can empower you to do just that. His affordable coaching programs will guide you to a lifestyle of great health, happiness, and prosperity. Go to richgurman.com, spelled R-I-C-H-G-E-R-M-A-N.com to learn more about his popular Coaching 101 classes and mastermind groups. Rich Gurman will help you turn your dreams into reality. Dr. Pat's giving away an iPod to a lucky listener every month. Yep, every month. All you have to do is go to the drpatshow.com. That's the drpatshow.com. Then sign up for our weekly newsletter. When you sign up for the newsletter, not only will you be entered to win the iPod, you'll also be kept up to date on all the awesome things that we're doing here at the Dr. Pat Show. So remember, go to the drpatshow.com to sign up for our weekly newsletter. You can't afford to miss out on this. Most of mankind's diseases are part of history, but few realize it at this time. A simple, inexpensive mineral supplement has the potential to change your life and your health. Go to the drpatshow.com and listen to the interview with Jim Humble and Dennis Richard and learn the secrets of why your health is your choice. MMS, the miracle mineral supplement of the 21st century, can be purchased at mmsdr.com or call 760-536-6123. That's mmsdr.com. Spread the word. Your favorite shows are on Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. Roll with me, one, two, 
Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. Yeah, this is the Dr. Pat stimulus plan right now. It's the plan to make sure that we remember the truth of who we are uh, and how to keep the truth of who we are out in the forefront as we take steps each and every day of our lives. Remember how to help ourselves and others. And my very special guest today, John Young, knows a ton about that. I want to make sure you have his website so you can find out more about him, which is johnyoung.org, and it's j-o-n-young.org. Uh, and many of the things you're t- that he's talking about today, you're going to be able to find there. Also, if you go to ConsciousLifeExpo.com, you're going to be able to find uh, who the amazing people are that are going to be at the expo. And, you know, part of this conversation today, John, is to help each of us remember that we really aren't alone, that there are powerful tools that we can use to change our life uh, and together as a collective, you know, bring positive change to the world. And I wanted to ask you um, about the idea of mentorship, the idea of learning some of the techniques as we talked about the techniques of the elders. If you had to pick three of these techniques or three of these, what I call insights of wisdom, to help people thrive, not just survive right now, what are the, what are the first three that come to mind for you? Well, the first one that comes to mind is the skills of holistic tracking, which would, which would mean using all the senses that, that we were born with, all of them developing them to their highest degree possible in relationship with every aspect of our environment, which that's a very big uh, statement because it means the, the natural world around us, the human constructed world around us, our relationships with humanity and our relationships with ourselves. So that's, that is what um, I feel has the greatest potential to move people in a powerful way to repattern the way they perceive themselves and the world around them and their role in creation. And, that's what's needed. And when that's done, then I think the next thing that has to be there right away to help people is skills for working in, uh, you know, a good way, peacemaking way, whatever you want to call that, but essentially learning to choose words in a good way, learning to develop peace within yourself and operate from that place, because that's where creativity is at its best. Uh, and then to work in consensus, you know, to learn those skills again so that we can cooperate with neighbors and friends and collaborators and in the times that are coming. And that's what will build resilience. And the third one... Um, and if you could get all three of these going, I think we'd be fine. Um, the third one is basically how to deal with issues within ourselves when they need healing. So if, for instance, you try peacemaking but it fails, very often that's because somebody has some uh, some homework to do, you know, to resolve something from the past, to forgive something of themselves or another, you know, some kind of a, a healing modality needs to occur. Uh, and so if you had those three going, I think, and you could put that in every neighborhood, I'm fairly certain we would make it through this time and build a really healthy and regenerative economy in the next round here. So when we look at uh, what I love is the, the word resilience, I want to stop for a minute and talk about that. Yeah. I really do. I love this. I heard this word resilience used for, um, for organizational work, uh, well, you know, almost a decade ago. Uh, when, you know, I, and I don't remember the author right now, but the book had to do with change. And it had to do with moving at the... The, the speed of change. Mm. And I remember the first time I heard resilience used from an organizational setting. But I don't know that we made the transition or translation to resilience at the individual and personal yeah. level. Yeah. And that's what you do. And I want to ask you, 
right now. This is such an important idea. How do we help all of our listeners? How do we help the people that will listen to this show today and then listen to the show in iTunes and so forth and so on? What can we say to folks about their ability to become resilient? You know, what word jumps to mind, if, it were, if we could only say it in a, in a word or a phrase, learning to be authentically forgiving is, is probably the biggest part of resilience. Um, and using uh, models of community that bring us together. Um, you know, so what, whether it's, you know, for instance, uh, when Hurricane Aniki hit uh, the island of Kauai with its 200-mile-an-hour strong winds and, you know, essentially created a, a devastating impact, um, you know, the government couldn't get there for something like nine days to help. And when they got there, they found people already grouped up, cooking together, you know, sharing food together, um, in some ways uh, sort of jokingly saying, oh, you came too soon. We were just starting to have fun. Um, versus the response of the Katrina victims where you had, you know, obviously two different storms and two different scenarios, you know, clearly. But um, the, the group that studies uh, the impact of storms, the Pacific Risk Management uh, group out there, on Honolulu basically looked at what worked um, with Aniki versus Katrina. And they were looking at the fact that the remnants of that Aloha culture is partly to, to celebrate, that there was already pieces in place within the neighborhood because it's an island community. They already knew they had to depend on each other. So, you know, that forgiveness thing is big in the Hawaiian culture in helping people to learn to get over their differences, uh, to open their mind, to open their heart, and to learn to communicate in a good way. As uh, my friend Kalani says, you know, if you're stuck in a canoe for two weeks with your mother, mother-in-law, and your <laughs> your father-in-law, and your wife, and your kids, and your brother, uh, and you have to be in that canoe, you learn to get along. And he says these are the tools that we all need again to learn to get along, to set aside our differences, and learn to work together. Uh, and that one of their big their big practices is just a real authentic and, and beautiful forgiveness. Very simple, just like we put out, you know, grace at night. They put out forgiveness, which I think is a phenomenal example. That's just a simple little one that I could throw out there that builds relationships because relationship is what resilience is actually made of. It's the fiber of relationship that creates resilience. So what does it take to make strong relationships? And I love what we're talking about because you have to have the ability to make, uh, to create strong relationships and live in the moment of that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I, I joke about this a little bit, but I, I don't want to joke about it right now. You know, I never thought in my lifetime, John, that I would have, quote, a best friend. And I'm actually going to do a show on what that means. Mm. I really didn't. I don't come from that background. You know, most of, if you, you know, I've shared on the radio, most of my, my early years were moving from home to home because my mother was very sick. And so I had to learn what it means to build relationship. And I had to learn that by being around people that could teach me, but I also had to be open to it and as a result of that i have a a a person that we either have a sacred contract together but we've taken this life together Mm. we've been friends since uh since 73 if you can imagine being best friends and taking that journey but part of it is in the joy the other part is in the struggle and I wanted to ask you, as we close this segment, what would you like to share to help our listeners uh, build up their toolkit 
and how to move forward, not just in the good times, but to build relationships during the struggle? You know, uh, you know, one of the toolkits that's immediately available to everybody is, you know, the work of Eckhart Tolle, just about getting to the present moment. Any tools that, that we can use and grab to get there uh, is helpful. And then the other thing is to reach out to neighbors and to, you know, share meals together, to share resources now before, the, before we really need to um, develop those relationships in advance of a potential crisis. And that's, these are the things that I would recommend. And again, just emphasizing, you know, whatever it takes to learn to be in relationship in a better way, you know, whatever you can do to move that forward. I think it's very, very important right now. Well, John, thank you so much for joining us today. It is such an important conversation. And part of this is not for, is for us not to forget that we can have fun and we can have some joy at the same time yeah. and move through life. Thank you so much for joining us hey, today. Thank you for having me, and thanks for doing what you do. I'm really excited about it. I'm, I'm glad that, you, that, you're, that you're here for people. I think it's a really important resource. Well, and you too. Let's make sure everybody has your website again. Um, let's make sure they know how to find you at the Conscious Life Expo so that people can meet you personally. Oh, great. Thank you. Uh, JohnYoung.org. I have no H in my name, J-O-N-Y-O-U-N-G dot O-R-G. And also, if you're in the Seattle area, uh, look up uh, the school that I found at WildernessAwareness.org. And that's right over in Duval in uh, eastern King County. Uh, that's a great program running stuff for adults and kids. Um, in that holistic uh, nature connection that could you know the thing that we talked about earlier is one of the number one tools so great resource for you folks living in that region I'm telling you, I love it. It just, it, we just, it, it just keeps getting better and better and better, better, yeah. better and better, 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 better. Well, everybody, let's take a short break, everyone. We've got much more to come. We're going to be talking about how to take your message out into the world. Does the economy matter? What is your brand? Does anybody really know? how to find the dr pat show uh we'll have that conversation and much more stay tuned we'll be right back